We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 105, Creator to Kill, with special guest Aaron Fowler. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, joining the Juice, which is me, and Threaten, which is that guy over there in a different parallel universe. Uh, he's a fan of the show, but more importantly, he's a very creative, artistic person that puts out a lot of badass content, uh, physical content for that you all can buy and commission to get your own stuff to do. And we're going to get into that uh, here in a second. But this guy has done some killer busts of uh, not just wrestlers, but uh, just to name a few of the wrestlers he's done. We got Phoenix Pentagram, uh, Pentagram <laughs> Pentagon. You got um, Sammy Callahan, uh, George South, which is one of my favorites. It looks fucking awesome. Um, Adam Bomb. Uh, I saw he was working on an RVD, a, a bunch of fucking awesome statues busts that this guy has created and we're going to get in uh to his story and how he came into making all these uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children ages 18 and up welcome aaron fowler to the program what's up <laughs> what's up brother? <laughs> yeah you fucking nuts <laughs> well, put already so, lost so aaron uh He's drinking, he's drinking that Bud Light, as where Juice likes to go Bud Heavy, as you guys know. Um, <laughs> have you ever done any podcasts or anything before? Um, no, not, not recently with, like, my wrestling stuff. Ages ago, um, I was actually doing these sculptures called MMAliens. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but, uh, yeah, I did some podcasts back then for that, but that's been a long time. <laughs> MM aliens that reminds me of those uh what like animorphs or something weren't there some fucking books that's <laughs> right yeah. you know what i'm talking about animorphs used to be uh Damn. man what was that like 1999 animorphs <laughs> yeah. big let's yeah, see what you got that's one of those right there that's oh shit not where i started with you know a lot of my sculpting and stuff was these things so damn dude yeah. making making todd mcfarland fucking sweat over there <laughs> with all that detail so usually we don't we we don't usually do this. We post the uh, we post the MP3 the audio uh, uh, version of the web of the uh, podcast on Libsyn, obviously. But okay. this week it is a treat if you get on YouTube. If you're listening right now, do yourself a treat and get on YouTube so you could see some of Aaron's statues. 
they are fucking detailed and they're fucking badass. Oh yeah, this that ain't, one they this just ain't showed no us fucking, awesome. So um, yeah, this yeah. ain't no fucking bullshit. Like this is totally like professional quality um, stuff right here. And you guys will be able to, uh, at the end of the show, we'll be able to tell you where you can commission this gentleman to uh, get some of his artwork done. Um, and speaking of artwork, I was I was kind of stalking your uh, Facebook and Twitter page. Well, not your Facebook, but your Instagram. Um, dude, you're a badass artist as well, man. Oh, thank you. Was you I seeing like, some uh, of your the wrestling drawings? pictures? Okay, yeah. yeah, the drawings, dude. I was like, fuck, man. You had a pictures like a like cartoon characters of like Sid. They're all in the line, like Sid and Sandman. Um, it was maybe for some wrestling event. Yeah, you yeah. do some cons and stuff, right? That's uh, that's kind of how it started. Was um, we have this big convention every year uh, mm-hmm. in Winston Salem called uh, Wrestlecade. Right, right. Familiar. It's a really, really big Very. convention. And uh, every year, well, it started. I um, yeah, I did like that group photo you're talking about, and group know, threw that up. <laughs> took that and had all those guys sign. No, well, if you saw the sign when I got it right here. Sid's Sid's signature is not on there. I guess he had softball that weekend. Ah, he, hey, no your pain. In classic fashion, he no showed the shit out of it. And like, <laughs> yeah, I got everybody else on there. <laughs> right. So um, these wrestlecades, man. That that's before we get into that and, and the wrestling aspect of what you're doing. I want to know, um, kind of go a little bit more into your background as far as uh, like early childhood as a, maybe as a wrestling fan, and then. Um, Something that really struck an interest with me was I'm a huge horror fan. Me and Stretton are both huge horror fans. And you actually had the luxury of going down to Tom Savini's school and uh, learning from, you know, well, I don't know if the man himself. I know we talked on the phone a couple of times, but uh, tell us a little bit about that. You like early uh, childhood getting into like maybe sculpting and artwork and then transitioning into, you know, your college years and going down uh, to Savini's gig. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, I've always done artwork and stuff like that since since I was little. I was always drawing army men, like shooting each other and sticking <laughs> You know, I, I wasn't – my dad probably let me see a lot of shit I wasn't supposed to see when I was like four or five because he traveled. Oh, yeah. I think when he'd come home, it was like, well, we're hanging out. So, mm-hmm. here's Terminator. Puts his hands <laughs> over my eyes when the titties come out. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, that's a titty. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I saw him. You know, all that Predator, that Aliens. Uh, Fuck yeah. Yeah, I remember watching Return of the Living Dead at a very young age, and that fucking me up real bad. <laughs> oh, dude, same here. Oh, that's it's one of my favorite movies now, though. All time, dude. Like, out of any genre, that's, you know, we got the artwork uh, done for that that's kind of a tribute to Return of the Living Dead. Um, love that shit, man. I got a couple different versions of the soundtrack on vinyl. It's one of my favorite soundtracks, dude, being a huge punk rock guy, dude. That, like, for 80s, and they had some killer fucking bands on it, dude. Even had Rocky Erickson. Yeah, the Cramps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's still, the, to this day, one of my all-time favorites now. But, yeah, so as a kid, I guess uh, I, I always watch horror movies. And, you know, we grew up during the Hulk Hogan era. So, like, how are you not a, a wrestling fan as a child? So, you know, with him and Ultimate Warrior, I mean, I was obsessed. I remember going yeah. and seeing um, – Shit, No Holds Barred with my grandfather at the movie <laughs> No shit, I just watched that on uh, Tubi the other day. I have it on Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, what yeah, me too. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> you fucking sick freak. 
<laughs> but I watch it now and I'm like, Jesus, well, he must have been like, this is the worst. Thing. <laughs> oh, dude, it's bad. But it's like one of those. It's good because it's so cheesy and bad. You know, it's one of those. Oh, yeah, for deals. sure. Yep, absolutely. So, I, yeah, I got into wrestling as a kid. I was, I mean, outside of Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, though, we uh, down, you know, I'm, I live down south. We mostly had like a ton of WCW, so I remember right. watching that mostly as a kid. I was a huge Flying Brian fan. Fuck yeah! Uh, I remember seeing Jushin Liger when they brought him in, and thinking yeah. like, "That is the coolest shit I've ever seen." Just because that costume, you know, what I mean, as a little kid, it didn't get mm. better than like that mask and that whole getup, like human superhero thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, Liger-san. Yeah, so you know, yeah, the horror movies, action movies, all that stuff, kind of melded the arts artwork I would do like I was never really even when I was in like high school you know and they give you do this assignment uh I remember uh, I was like do a portrait of somebody and I did a portrait of Tommy Dreamer oh yeah <laughs> you know, so like, yeah so I, I was always comic books horror movies and wrestling and stuff did you ever then, did you ever want to uh get into like drawing for any comics like DC or Image or Marvel or anybody um I don't feel like when I was younger, my focus was focus was good enough. Like the idea or the thought of drawing something repeatedly, same character over it's, and over and over. It's and ADD, over. right? It, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was just like, I don't think I could ever do that. It's too yeah. much. And like, you know, and I'm I'll be real hard on myself too because I got to draw the same thing two times. Got to look like the same guy from multiple angles. Right. And if it's slightly off, I I just be terrible about like, oh, I, I got to redraw this and redraw this and redraw this. I mean, I've gotten better at about all that as an adult now. You know, I, mm-hmm. I get my stuff done, and it's it is what it is. I can't keep just sticking to it because otherwise, I'll never finish a project. But um, yeah, then uh, just I think like most people outside of high school, the the wrestling interest waned. You know, when I was around seventeen, eighteen, got out of it because I was probably chasing girls or whatever. Went off <laughs> to college, pussy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like most. But then you know, I. I Went back to being a child when I was around like twenty eight. Yeah, <laughs> right I mean, back they, into the same old shit. Like, yeah, it's good, man. Like, yeah, because you you get older and you get you have a job, you have money now. Now it's like all that shit you wanted yep. as a kid or wanted to pursue, you can actually afford to do those things. And there ain't nothing wrong with that, dude. I remember one of my favorite teachers I ever had in school. Um, I'm trying to think here. Maybe this was sixth grade. I think it was. And this guy, dude, he's one of the guys that introduced me into like Spawn and shit. And, uh, you know, at the time, I think he was probably in his mid thirties. I'm however old you are during that, you know, time of school. And, uh, he was just so cool, man. Like he knew I was smart, but I didn't give a fuck about doing shit. He's like, Mm -hmm. man, just, you know, get this shit done. And I'll tell you what, you, you fucking get an ace, ace these tests. I'll give you the first three copies of Spawn. You know, it's like motivated me. It was super cool, man. Really, uh, you know, and I, you best believe I aced those tests and got those first three issues, you know? <laughs> um, but, and, and he just, he was a guy that motivated me too. Cause I like to draw. And uh, much like you said, I, I was always into drawing like buff dudes, you know, <laughs> in a clearly oh, yeah, heterosexual way, I might add. And not that there's nothing wrong with the other way, but uh, it, I was just, that's all I was into. And I couldn't, I hated like an art class, no matter if it was like middle school or high school, I was, was kind of pissed because you're getting a biased grade you know i would look at some other kids and as long as people try you know like they should at least be it's an effort grade to me you know um because i saw some kids do some amazing shit and get like some piss poor grades because it was like an opinionative grade you know like Mm. 
like you said, they want you to draw a, a portrait or something. You draw Tommy Dreamer. Well, if you know, what if your fucking teacher didn't like that shit? And it could be like the most immaculate portrait ever. And be like, ah, oh, shit yeah. sucks. <laughs> you know. So I was, I was always, I hated that, and I hated drawing backgrounds. I Me just, too, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love just drawing the characters because I, man, that was one of my dreams as a child was uh, to do comics. And then as you realize what really goes into doing them and cartooning and stuff, it's like, man, shame on me because it was my own mind beating me down and to the point now where I, I rarely draw anymore. But um, I used to have so much fun doing it, man, and drawing like little superheroes and cutting them out. And I'd make my own like popsicle stick figures and shit. Uh, I, I, I just I feel you on that, man, like the whole like you have to draw something like in succession like the cartoon style like i couldn't mm -hmm. do any of that man yeah i always just wanted to like create one character and move on to the next character like i was always waiting yeah. for character design and that but as far as like drawing buildings cars trees i Fuck mean i can that. do it but yeah i'm not i'd rather have someone else do that <laughs> just <laughs> right? draw people in. let me just draw the buff dudes and the big titty uh chicks yep <laughs> mm -hmm. i could i couldn't draw women to save my yeah. life though so barbarians with Women laying at their feet. Like, <laughs> yeah, like some uh Frazetta. Got Simon, yeah, Frazetta, Simon Bisley, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Well, um shit, I kinda jumped right past. So yeah, got out of uh high school and that's when I went off to the Tom Savini school. And now, how uh, did you get uh I mean, did you just fall in that because you're a big horror fan? And I mean, how like in depth do you go with like the horror? Were you like you did you let me let me put it this way, did you know you were going to motherfucking Tom Savini school, or were you just like, ah, I heard this is a good school? Uh, it was like a, probably a year before I graduated, and mm -hmm. uh, I remember seeing advertisements for it in like Fangoria magazine, and I was mm -hmm. like, so what is this? And like, the more we looked, me and a good friend of mine looked into it, we're like, oh shit, this is like, we're gonna legit learn how to learn or make uh, like special effects makeup, which when we were in high school, buddies and me and my buddies were constantly making like zombie movies and stuff and nice you know doing like our little bullshit makeups whatever we had access to but uh my senior year of high school i actually bought a mask making kit for, like a latex mask making kit from uh this website called monster makers and i believe they're still around they're in cleveland i think and um learned how to make rubber masks actually did like my senior thesis or whatever on that uh, about like will movie makeup still be around with with CGI on the horizon and stuff. Mm. Uh, then from there, I went to the Savini school, which for wrestling fans, I don't know if a lot of people know, I'm pretty sure he, he made a couple of Kane Kane's masks. And I believe, yeah, I, think he, I believe he sculpted the fiend. Did he not? Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. So there's a little tie in there, but um, yeah. So I went it all comes school. back to wrestling. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went to his school and learned how to do movie makeup and all of that. And they also taught, taught you how to do like, um, you know, toy manufacturing, making statues, nice. sculptures, things like that. And, and I went in completely thinking like, Oh, that's what I want to do. Makeup. But then when I came out, I was like, well, I like making statues and toys like way better. So and oh, yeah. I, I didn't really want to move to LA, which is kind of a necessary evil if you're going to be into movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and that, that just, for whatever reason, just didn't sound appetizing to me, you know, the whole LA scene or whatever paying, Three thousand for a small bedroom apartment or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that. So, yeah. but anyways, um, so yeah, uh, then I got out of there and, like I said, kind of fucked off like an early twenties person for several years, just 
partying and chasing girls or whatever. But, you know, once I got my focus back in place, yeah, I started sculpting again, started doing those, like the alien that I showed you guys and doing all that stuff. Started finishing projects for the first time really was, was a big step because I would always have problems with that. But, um, yeah, I guess three or four years ago now, after the first year I went to Wrestle Cave with some artwork, I took that picture that you were talking about. And uh, yeah. then the next year I had more time to think about it. I was like, man, it'd be pretty cool to present these guys these statues, you know, and have them sign like a little card. And I glue it to each statue I have, except for Sam Callahan is signed. And um, yeah, so I, I, the first year I made uh, Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, and Tommy Dreamer, and uh, oh, and Ryback that year. Which yeah, some shit over that one. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a fan. Right Fuck back. y'all. But um, <laughs> me more. But um, yeah, and like, dude, they were all psyched when I showed it to them. You know, like Tommy Dreamer couldn't have been any cooler when I when I presented him with it. And then so just every year after that, I started doing it, and people started noticing. So then I started getting emails from people, and actually, the guy who runs WrestleCade is um he's the one who commissioned me to do that George South sculpture that you were referring to. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking, (laughs) that shit's awesome. Did you see him on NWA recently? It was like a month or two ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. dude. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Bullshit. (laughs) That dude, you know, man, that guy's like getting up there in age and he's, that guy still commands a room like nobody I've ever seen. Oh man. It was, I felt like the hair of my arms stand up when he came out, you know, like Colby Carino shot Steve Carino, you know, EC dub original. It just cut this fucking piss poor promo. And it's like one of those things that make you want to get out, like grab him through the fucking TV and choke the kid. You know, it's like, you know, I'm doing this for my baby boy and it's sitting at home. Like, come on, you know, I'm not watching WWE. I don't want to hear this happy go lucky shit. And it just, it just, it didn't sound authentic. You know, it's like, at least make me, if you're going to feed me that line of bullshit, make it sound like you're really doing it for that, you know? It wasn't convincing at all. And then out comes George South, dude, just rips him a new asshole. Yeah. And he's just looking looking the part, dude, fucking tough as nails, dude, older than fucking dirt, you know, strong as leather, man. Like, I, I love that shit, dude. Well, it looked like he walked right out of the pages of PWI from 1975 or some yeah. shit. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, every every year, you know, I mean, he's he plays a big part in all the a lot of most of the wrestling around here. He's got something to do with it, and like, mm-hmm. man, that guy, that guy will have the crowd so fired up before he ever even takes that damn jacket off. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, at first when I, the first time I ever saw him, I was like, God, man, what's this guy doing out here, this old man? <laughs> then, he starts, then he starts running his mouth. And I'm like, Oh, I got, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like That's how he's fucking doing. <laughs> it's it's how I felt about Ric Flair when I was a kid, like. You know, yeah. he was a little older even when we were kids. And I was always mm-hmm. like, why the hell does everybody like this old man who's like, he doesn't look anything like the Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan. And then then you get older and you watch his promos. You're like, Jesus, how, what a dumb yeah. kid. <laughs> hey, have, a hard time, have a hard time keeping these alligators on the floor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, he's responsible for so many classic promos. Even back in the day, like, like you said, watching, I watched a lot of WCW too and being up here in Northwest Indiana. We're about a half hour away from Chicago. Um, I mean, we kind of got it all. We're like, even to this day, we're a melting pot for professional wrestling, man. Um, I remember like the early 90s, like I want to say right at 92, um, 
WCW Saturday night to me was hotter than fucking fire. I mean, dude, you had so many badasses there. That oh, yeah. roster was fucking killer. You had Rick Rude, uh, Vader, Ron Simmons, uh, Brian Steam, Tillman. Steamboat. Brian oh, Steamboat. Steamboat. Yeah. yeah. And he had just came back, I believe, from uh, WWF. Uh, and then Flair doing the same thing, making his exodus for, I don't even think, maybe it was a cup of tea in the WWF um, and coming back. But, man, dude, I something just – and Sting was the guy maybe that caught my eye originally. Oh, yeah. And then I just – I kept watching it and watching it. And uh, I ended up gravitating to that more than WWF at the time, you know. And then, luckily, you know, history – we all know what happened there. It became Hogan coming over and then the NWO and all that. And I was fortunate enough to be along for that ride. But I was watching it beforehand, you know, and it, mm. enjoying it way more than I was seeing fucking, you know, the one, two, three kid or uh Mantar or any of that fucking <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I didn't, I don't even recall it. I don't think I watched any of uh, the WWE when I was like around that age. Like I don't remember the goon Duke, Duke Drozzy, none of those guys. It was, it was like trying to stick, you know, like you said, we're Hogan fans. So every time like he would come around, it was like, yeah, you got to watch. But at that time that's, you know, he was trying to get out and getting the acting um he was doing the thunder in paradise and all that shit he had left um to went and, and go film tv and movies and shit and he came back like last thing i really remember was him coming back because i was at wrestlemania 8 and i saw him go against sid which was dude it was fucking amazing um and then wrestlemania 9 he shows up out of nowhere to win the belt yeah <laughs> like oh yeah was that the tr- that was the trump Trump Taj Mahal one or whatever. Where, it, uh, that was, it was outside, right? Yeah, it was outside. Yeah, it was in. And it was like some wonky finish where the Bret Hart was in the match, and then he just like showed up and took the title well, at the end. Yeah, Bret Hart dropped the title to Yoko. That's right. And then uh, Hogan came and somehow challenged for the fucking belt and and won it. And at the time, I was a young kid, didn't know the ins and outs really of the business. I was like, "Fuck yeah, you know, like whatever." It's Hogan, you know. I love this dude. Yeah. Um, and looking back now, it's like, eh, that was kind of kind of whatever. Maybe flexing a little bit of that political stroke backstage, you know. But um, Perhaps. I mean, and then after that, that's when it led into like the Tuesday, what was it, something in Tuesday in Texas or whatever, when he dropped it to Undertaker. Um, mm-hmm. And then pretty much after that, it was like, I didn't really watch much of the WWF. Like you said, it was all about WCW for me yeah. until, you know, like the Attitude Era came back. Yeah, until yeah, Stone Cold showed up. God, I remember yeah. when, he, when he got huge again. Being a WCW guy, I remember like first thought was like, "Is that stunning, Steve?" Like, yeah, because that's yeah. how I knew. I was like, "Wait a minute!" He's like, the thing now? "Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah." Hey, yeah I remember thinking, like, "Holy shit!" Well, you're a big ECW guy too, right? I mean, oh, a lot of those yeah, bucks you my, did. You got that's my yeah. all-time favorite. Yeah, ECW is like. I mean, if I have it my way, I'm going to try to make my way all the way down that roster and get it. Oh, man, dude. Like, I want to do a tag team of – I really want to do, like, a tag team sculpture of uh, Balls and Axel. Nice. And um, I definitely need to do a new Jack. Seeing as I got a commission – oh, yeah. Because I did that commission for uh, Angel Medina from the Ball League. Mm -hmm. So – Made a staple gun. <laughs> so I got it molded up so I can pour a bunch of these now. I'm like, yeah, I got to make a new Jack sculpture, especially after uh, after watching uh, Dark Side Dark of the Side. Ring, dude. 
Oh man, that was great, dude. New Jack oh, just don't give God. a fuck, man. Yes. I, I've been uh I've been chipping away at that dude trying to get him on the show. I know he's got a book out and everything, and I I'm sure he'd want to promote that. You know, I haven't got a reply back yet, but uh God, I would love to talk with that dude for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hopefully he opens up to you. We we had the pleasure of meeting him one time. Mm. It was pretty uh <laughs> Hey wow. man, huge thing. Love to meet you. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes, there's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Ten bucks. Yeah, ten, ten bucks. bucks. That was it. Don't fuck yourself, cracker. <laughs> I, had, I gave him like I had him sign a picture and everything that I did, and like, yeah, just that's all I got. You make this ten bucks. <laughs> I was like, wow, he was the friendliest dude ever. Yeah, yeah you uh, get guys like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I hear too. Once that camera starts rolling. Then you get mm. what you saw on Dark Side because I heard interviews with those guys saying how like he he did the same thing to them. Mm. Camera came on and then he's New Jack. But oh, I had my yeah. wife tell me after we watched that documentary because she didn't know any of this. She watches it. And she looks at me and goes, "It makes me so mad that you made that you made a picture for that piece of shit." Oh, oh see, so my old lady hates him too. She watched it and she's like, "Fuck that guy." Yeah, she was like, "I don't get it. I don't know why you think he's so great. He's an mm. asshole." <laughs> That's why I like him. Yeah, that's why I like him. <laughs> hey, did I tell you I like Gigi Allen, too? <laughs> um, kind of backing up a little before we get into, like, some of the ECW stuff. Uh, when you were at Savini School, did you have the chance to, like, mingle with that dude at all? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was around. Yeah, he would show up, like, um, pretty, pretty regularly, like, uh, mm-hmm. maybe every other week or so. And, um... Like Greg Nicotero would come by. No shit. Nice. Yeah, yeah. He came in and um showed us some like some reels and footage and stuff. And I remember meeting him and uh everyone was asking about the um Mark Wahlberg's giant dick in uh Boogie Nights. <laughs> <laughs> Did he yeah, do Greg Mark Nicotero. Wahlberg's dick? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, they, that was a they made that prosthetic and like the oh, second someone weird. asked, him, he just drops his head and he's like, Man. It, you know, I've done all these movies. Like, I've been nominated for awards, and all anyone ever wants to ask me about is Mark Wahlberg's dick. <laughs> I, see, I, I, that would have never have crossed my mind meeting that guy, you know? Like, yeah. But that's a great story right there. Jesus, I didn't know yeah. Greg Nicotero was the one who did the Yeah, I didn't until right then. Was he like, oh, yeah, it was very, uh, very hard pull off it was very big very hard very stiff (laughs) (laughs) but that's i mean dude those are two legends of the and not just the horror industry i mean mainly horror but i mean action movies there's they've had their hands their names on all kinds of shit dude even in in acting 
You know, um, yeah, sex what machine. Was I just, yeah, sex. Come on, <laughs> sex machine. Uh, what was I just watching the other day? Uh, Django Unchained. And I've seen that movie yeah. like four or five times. And I never noticed until recently that uh, one of like the little hillbilly gang there with uh, in Candyland or whatever. Yeah, they it was feed Tom, the guy the dog, right? Yeah, I feed the guy yeah. the dogs. Uh, Tom Savini's in there. I'm like, that's not yes. him. His gut's too big. <laughs> like, it's totally Tom Savini, you know? Like, <laughs> Man, but those guys, that's super cool, man. I'm, like, sitting over here all uh, jelly because legends, man, in filmmaking, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Nick Atero, I mean, that, that guy, I mean, Jesus, with Walking Dead, like, that guy's a superstar now. Oh, dude, yeah. Now, and, and great for him. And uh, mm-hmm. actually, my buddy just hit me up, I think. Maybe it's season two uh, or the second series, however they're uh, promoting that um, of Creep Show. Oh, I haven't ever. watched it. Is it. Have you watched the first one? Yeah, the first one is pretty good. There's yeah. one or two. They're like, eh, it's okay, but it's it's pretty solid for what it is. Um, it's available on Shutter, and I think uh, I think AMC is going to be airing the first season too. Oh, okay. So right, so it's pretty it cool, you know. Um, but you know, those guys have attachments to guys like George Romero oh, and yeah. that whole Dead series, which is so iconic you know like george romero is the godfather of the modern fucking zombie you know um friday the 13th like anything you think of in horror these guys are attached to uh what's the one scene i love uh you ever seen maniac oh yeah 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 with tom savini that gets his head fucking blown yeah, yeah. the car dude i got that shit on blu-ray son <laughs> <laughs> i need yeah. to see how good that looks he would bring all kinds of props in, which was neat. Like, uh, he brought quite a few in from uh, Creep Show. Like, um, really? Oh, shit. What's the the part of it with the that big ass uh, fluffy, the big monster in the box? Oh, yeah. The monster. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he brought that animatronic mask in. It was kind of breaking down. The latex was starting to rot away. We brought mm-hmm. that big old thing in. Like, you'd wear it on your head, and someone would control the eyes. And, and uh, he brought in Lizzie, that little, like, white. Yeah. Was that, was that in? Creep show, yeah, I think a white like lizard thingy. I don't yeah. know, it looked like a little bald monkey or something. With it, it's like well, <laughs> a yeah. little bald monkey. <laughs> yeah, he brought that in. Um, yeah, man, he he was always uh he would always like swing by with some stuff that he just had laying around in his garage. Like a lot of it was deteriorated, but I think they were they were fixing some of it back up. But yeah, it was pretty it was pretty cool to see all this stuff that I saw. Oh, yeah, kid, man, I was whoa, this Heck is yeah. How it's difficult weird. was the sorry, Wells? How how difficult was the curriculum? Like how much how how in depth and how how was it? You know, um, practicing your artistic skills with those guys in around that school. I mean, honestly, I I didn't think it was hard at all because like most of the people that were there, like you love doing that stuff. Well, that's so the tagline I saw that said like you're having fun, so it's not it doesn't seem like you're going to school. Yeah, yeah. we still had to take like um, courses on. Um, you know, anatomy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But even that was kind of like beneficial, you know, it's good right. to like learn the, the pieces of the skull and everything. Um, oh, he's yeah, very adamant about that. It was one of those things where it was like, you get what you put in. Like, I, I, I don't feel like it's that hard to get through the school. Like you can probably pass even if you're not that artistically inclined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's college, right? <laughs> so, but, I didn't um, say it. I, I <laughs> no, I didn't yeah, say it. It's college. Uh, but, yeah, it was like what you got what you put in. See, some people would go and, and fuck off and not use their time wisely to do things. But, I mean, 
I, I was trying to do as many makeups as I could and, and do all, you know, get as much out of it as I could. And, and I was constantly working even, even like, I don't know, I was young, so I could party real hard and still be up the next morning making masks and doing all that, you know? So yeah, it was, it was, uh, for me personally, I didn't think it was that hard, but I really enjoyed it. So I, I was ready to go. Like I knew I was there. So. Now, and did they offer, I mean, obviously, I mean, those dudes got some connects, you know, so say, I mean, you graduated from the program, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, were they, once you graduated, were they like, hey, we could hook you up, like, with a job immediately? Because I know um, you had mentioned, like, fuck moving to L.A. Yeah, okay, so that, that more did depend, like, if you were a dependable student, if they saw you had a good work ethic, if you were cranking out good work, like our main teacher, his name was Jerry Gurgley. And um, Jerry was Gurgley? Gurgley, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I love it. <laughs> he was like one of the head, um, I think he worked pretty heavily for KB with like Nick Otero and Howard Berger and them. Yep. And uh, like he was one of the head uh, makeup guys on the Night of the Living Dead remake that Tom Savini did. I, I love that, dude. I yeah. have that on DVD, dude. That is. And, it's kind of a mixed bag for fans on that one, you know, cause some people are like, ah, oh, it shouldn't have been done, whatever dude that. And that had Romero's blessing, you know, he was like, please do it. You know, that like it's been remade like five times now. And that was by far the best remake. So it's, it's so great. Yeah. Tony, like Tony Todd awesome. too, man. Yeah. yeah fucking yep, Tony candy Todd, man. the candy man. <laughs> but anyway, yep. sorry. Oh no, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just to answer your question, you know, Again, it's it was more where you were at mentally in that school. I think there was a lot of people. I mean, I was really young when I went, but I feel like I knew I was there. Whereas there was a lot of people I saw kind of flounder and not mm. be so hot just because you know you're out of the house for the first time and you're like woohoo yeah and then lose focus of why you're there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it happens all too often in college. I dude, I did a semester in college. I just, I wasn't ready for it. You know, it was, uh, I was going to IU and it was like, I, I was back in school with guys I hadn't been in school with in a long time, um, from high school and shit. And, uh, it was just party time. Cause they don't give a fuck if you go, you know, it's yeah. like they get the, the professors get paid no matter what, you know, whether you show up or not, it's like, whatever. I'm not going to waste my time talking to you about some maybe unless you're like some sort of savant or some shit like yeah, that right. but it was very easy you know like instead of doing work with just fucking roll up a couple dubs and go cruise around the golf course or some shit mm-hmm. yeah there's no one there's no one stopping you from doing that that's for sure right um but uh getting uh going out of that now so you're you're out of college you're you're kind of doing your own thing you had mentioned like, you know, I didn't want to do the movies and all that shit. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of, I get from you, you're kind of more home based, more of a homebody, which I can respect, you know, because I, I love, I love to travel and shit. Don't get me wrong. I've done a few tours with the band played out of the country and shit, but it does, it weighs on you. You know, I don't know if you want to call it homesickness or just whatever it is. Like if I don't live there, I don't want to be there. You know, I, I don't know. Like maybe for a hot second, it's fine, you know. Right, um, yeah. So you you kind of got your roots, and uh, like I said, very uh, respectable on that. Um, when was it that you were like, I mean, because was it just like, all right, I got out of here now, I have the skill to make these busts and all this shit? Like, 
because before you like started doing the wrestling, I mean, like you showed us uh, that piece earlier at the beginning of the show. Um, I mean, were you doing just all kinds of other like shit, like pop culture wise or. Uh, okay. So I guess the first thing I did when I got out of school, it's down in my basement now. Cause I feel like I can do it so much better, but um, you know, the movie big trouble in little China. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I love my that. Favorite, yeah. It's my favorite movie of all time. And, and that's I did where it. Raiden from mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. Idea came from oh, yeah. the three storms, man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I did a big bust of, or not a bust. He had legs and every full body of uh, Kurt Russell standing there with the with the mic. I'm actually looking at the poster right now. And the, uh, and the <laughs> in his other hand. Yeah. yeah. So I did that, and like I said, my focus wasn't great. And you know, I never, I couldn't finish much, or mm-hmm. I'd sit there and sculpt the same sculpture for months and months and months. Because like, I do a bunch, leave it, leave it there for like a month or two, and I don't know if you guys are like this, but like. That's not a great thing to do because you'll come back in two months and just eat it alive. Like, ah, oh, fuck that. Oh, I could have done better. Like, I could have done this, changed this. And you never you never get it done. It never finishes, right. It's never. just an ongoing oh, yeah. thing because you're like, well, I'm better than this now, so it should mm-hmm. look better. And then, of course, every time you're, you're doing artwork, you're going to get better every single time. Right. Even if it's just like a tiny bit, you're going to get better. You're going to mm-hmm. take like little learning things, little things that you learn and move on to the next one. But. Yeah, as I got older, I feel like I've gotten better about that. So, yeah, I've started finishing things. And, and I noticed, like, you know, I can sit here and pick one of my sculptures apart. But if I show it to somebody else, they're like, holy shit, dude, this is amazing. How do you do this? Meanwhile, yeah. I'm looking at it like, ah, there's that one little spot that I should have sanded better. And, yeah, uh, dick's not big enough. Airbrush. God <laughs> damn it. Like, I can't believe I'm showing this to anyone. And meanwhile, they're mm-hmm. like, wow, you know. So I have to get out of my own my own way sometimes i feel like and that's i mean that's the the sign of a of a good artist in my opinion you know when i back in the day when i used to do a lot of writing a lot of poetry and shit um i thought that was like the easiest thing to come back and rework because like pieces that i had written say like five or ten years prior i could come back and have a better vocabulary and and feel great about rewriting this piece you know Mm -hmm. um but then as it translated into writing like lyrics for music, that wasn't always the case. It became harder and you, you know, like, fuck, I don't, you know, I don't want this to be a part of my music or whatever. I, I, that's not good enough. Fuck it. Or even writing music itself, you know, as far as riffing and all that and piecing it together, it's, you know, you, you get to a certain point and you're like, oh, this is great. And then it's like, like you said, you step away for five fucking minutes or however long it is. It's like, oh, no, that's not good. And then, and never gets done. It right. never gets done. And right. you being able to overcome that is great, man. Because I mean, obviously, your fucking ability, your capability is amazing, dude. It's like you say, uh, you know, to the naked eye, uh, the guy who didn't create it, it's it's amazing, dude. You know, it's right. It's, it's right. just one of those humps. I think uh, people with talent as an artist that they really need to get over. Otherwise you're never going to move forward. You're never going to go anywhere, you know, cause you're always doubting yourself. Second guessing yeah, is this good. It's like, right. fuck it, put yourself out there and see what the public thinks. Otherwise, why the fuck are you doing it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's hard. It's hard for some, you know, for people sometimes like, I, I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, I remember talking to someone and then being like, you know, they make meds for that. And like the thought crossed my mind, like maybe go see a therapist and they can give me some, more than likely, that would have just killed my creativity, whatever the fuck they gave me. Oh, yeah. They put me yeah, on no, that just, as a kid. It was called Ritalin. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, it just eventually just boiled down to, I guess, maturity and just kind of understanding, like, you know, 
someone else's vision is not going to be my vision. So I can put my thing out there and they're probably going to be like, wow. And, you know, since I've, I'm not like, I mean, you guys know, I'm not super heavy duty on, on social media. I'm not one of those guys that's constantly hammering away. I'll post a picture here and there. But you talking shit, Aaron? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I need to be better, man. I need to be fucking better. (laughs) But, um, yeah. uh, But I mean, it's been overwhelmingly positive. I, I, I don't, now that I say that, some dickheads need to get on there and tell me I suck and that I should. Oh, they they will. And trust me. <laughs> I've had some of those. And I'll go to Stratton and be like, man, you believe this guy fucking said that? And it's like, usually, I mean, I'll be punk rock about it. I don't give a fuck. But sometimes mm-hmm. they'll give you one that kind of stings a little bit. Yeah, they know you might wear like, hers. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. You know, like, it's like we get a video or post a video on YouTube and it's got like 300 fucking thousand likes and or views and uh couple thousand likes and then there's like 500 dislikes it's like you you sit there and wonder who the fuck are those 500 motherfuckers you know i'm gonna (laughs) fly to their house and choke their kids (laughs) oh man my my little sister's got a youtube channel that's fairly successful and like she announced her pregnancy on there yeah like 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 like. and then the very top comment there was like one thumbs down and someone just being like, this is fucking gay. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah. What the hell? Like, why are all videos where she like, just leave it alone? Yeah. There's <laughs> always somebody that's got to fucking shit on the parade, you know? It's, yeah. I had a, I told the story to someone else recently on an episode. They, some guy was talking shit. Um, they were talking about PCO in a thread on Twitter. So I, I posted the interview we did with PCO. And this guy's like, Oh, I heard it. It fucking sucks. I'm like, okay. And I, I did some smart remark back to him. It was like a kissy face or something, you know, uh, nothing too engaging, but kind of smart ass like back to him. And then he hit me up later that day. He's like, Hey man, I just wanted to let you know, like I, I did listen to that and it was good. I liked it. I'm like, what? The? I was just talking shit is what he said. And I'm like, <laughs> why, why, why is the fucking, the, the movement of a thumb, you know, you get your thumb looking like orange Cassie. It's so tired from all that shit talking, you know, like, or, or a breath or a moment or anything to do that. And I was like, that's fine. I don't, you know, Hey man, I don't care anyway, but pretty much kind of fuck yourself. You know, you, if that's, you're one of those people that do that and I, I get it, you're going to have that in the world, you know? But it's just, it's yeah. unnecessary, dude. And that's, it's those are the people that are probably end up fucking putting a gun in their head or something because it's like, life is so bad. You know, I got to shit on everybody else. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Just scrolling all day. Mm-hmm. But uh, so as far as these busts go, man, um, what, take us through the process real quick. Uh, how long does it take, say, per, it doesn't matter what character you're doing. I'm sure some as opposed to others, might be a little more time-consuming. But just the general product, uh, walk us through that real quick, the creative process for that. Okay, so um, it starts off, you basically build a skeleton with some mm-hmm. uh, armature wire. It's like, uh, you know, this thickness. It's pretty thick wire. I'm not sure what gauge, but you can buy it at, like, Michael's and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I make an armature, and you have to set it on um, I make these, this pipe right here. You just run it in, in there and like stick that in, build the skeleton right there, and then put some foil over it just so you don't end up using so much clay. And then you start building the clay up on there, and you eventually end up with – well, here, I got this one, which you might appreciate this because I know you're a fan of this show because I don't just do wrestling. Um, 
I'm, I'm in the middle of this and his head's kind of falling off because the, the clay will start to dry if you don't like finish right. and cook it in time. But I don't know if you can see that. But I did like a, a cartoony, uh, he doesn't have a shirt on or nothing, but that's Wayne from Letterkenny. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend's going to freak out. She's got a fucking statue of Wayne from Letterkenny. So, <laughs> she just like, oh, she's like, can I have it? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to have to commission some piece. Dude, Letterkenny is the shit, eh? <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's such a good show. I, to like, me, it's like I the modern day. It's like the modern day Seinfeld. And guess what? Boy, boils and ghouls out there listening it ties into wrestling they're wrestling fans you know there was oh, like yeah. a two or three minute tirade about you know like oh you have to be so Bret Hart about it eh? yeah yeah this <laughs> <laughs> is good shit yeah man that show's the best but yeah so um yeah that's like with all the clay added on I haven't I ha- he doesn't have hands or nothing but that's kind of right. what you end up with and that's then, fucking um, awesome dude from there I have to like depending on the the pose they're in, I may have to cut an arm off to save on materials. Like you, you chop the arm off, Ooh, be nice, hold, be gentle, hold it separately, and then put them back together. Once like I've made the molds, you pour plastic into the molds and then pop it out, and then you have to put it back together, sand them down because they don't come out perfectly. So it's it's a long ass process. But um, mm. then once you put them back together, prime it up and paint paint them, and that's the fun part. So are you doing this? Um as far as the painting goes, is this all brush painting? Is there like airbrush or? Um, okay. So typically what I do is I'll put the base coat down with a, with a hand brush. Then I'll take an airbrush and add in all the, the shading, especially on the flesh tones. So I'll add like highlights and shading and, and all that. And if they've got like light colored clothes, I'll add shading to that too. If they're wearing black, I don't, I don't bother, but yeah. So it's a combination of the two. I like to try and do as much with a hand brush as I can because just the airbrushing is really technical and that's not, it's just not as, I don't know. It's not as fun as, as painting by hand. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, right. It's, it's pretty, I would think it's pretty tough too. I don't get guys who is that? Who's the one guy that's like a huge uh, hip hop, like uh airbrush guy, like Mr. Cartoon or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? He's done, uh, he does tattooing and shit too. I'm not sure. Or I think it's just cartoon or whatever. <laughs> but like I and that guy's like dope. He's he's got killer shit, but I I just don't see how people could do that shit with an airbrush, man. It's it it boggles my mind. I mean, same thing like you're doing with uh clay and sculpting, dude. Like I don't know. I I mean, obviously you could be trained to do that shit and uh <laughs> you do a damn good job, but it's it's still weird, man. They're like how do you I always thought like for me personally too, I mean did you collect action figures as a kid? You had to have, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I this may be a bad example. Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles right? <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, going into, like, I don't know, if, like, how much in the comics you are, but, uh, like, the old school, like, Toy Biz line of Marvel toys. You had, like, X-Men and Spider-Man and shit. And then, like, once McFarlane shit dropped, no. like, even that first series, which wasn't as detailed as what McFarlane toys would become known for because it was such it, a noticeable jump though in the quality even noticeable jump yeah. even if spawn's arms you know only still you know they didn't have yeah. the art the articulation and they'd become known for all that shit um I remember, now got Nika who's like taking that to a whole nother level yeah they're taking that to a whole nother level um and I'm trying to think of how a lot of that is if it's just modern day um 
like 3D printing or if it was like, you know, McFarlane back in the day and how detailed and even the I got a lot of the music figures too, man. That's just straight sculpting, dude. Yeah. Uh, they sculpt those like 18 like did you ever see the 18 inch or 20 inch figures they would sell like the Ash, Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Chainsaw Master. I believe that's the size they sculpt them in. Mm-hmm. And then they would put them into a machine that would like shrink down the dimensions and then they would mold it up in, in that size. Mm. But um, I believe that's, I know they would sculpt them really big at first. So it wasn't like someone was taking that little eight inch figure and, and sculpting. Oh, yeah. Them. That would have been nuts. Yeah. But even still, I mean, it, it, yeah, that would be fucking insane. But even on a bigger figure, I mean, oh, it yeah. still blows my mind. I mean, mainly because oh, I'm a. <laughs> You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Fucking guy doesn't do it, you know, but they, I mean, you know, dude, they're, the detail is insane. Mm-hmm. I just saw, uh, there was a video with Todd, um, and I'm trying to think of what, I don't, maybe it was for Mortal, the Mortal Kombat version of Spawn figure that they got coming out for MK11, because he's a guest character in it. Right, um, yeah, I saw that. Dude, is this figure just came out as like so fucking sick, dude. Like I wish there was like a I'm sure somebody out there in the fucking internet world has this timeline where you start with wave one spawn all the way down, you know. I mean, fuck, I remember like the second series I had uh spawn. Um he's kind of like hunched over at this huge fucking cape. Um damn it, man. I think it was the first time he had that giant boot thing that's on his leg you know with the spikes um yeah it was i think it was like spawn two like the second version of him like second wave or whatever and i remember like back then like just oh my god you know and and the horror movie shit they would do. i was dude i was waiting i was just gonna say you know i was coming around and the movie maniacs oh, those movie were maniacs. so good the you had Freddy Krueger, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, I had Pumpkinhead, dude. <laughs> i ran into some rough times and had to sell that shit dude uh man all kinds of fucking horror shit, man. And and it's cool because from what I know, and I don't know, you know, people out there listening may, you know, you fucking correct me, call me a jerk off, whatever you want, if I'm wrong. Um, McFarlane, to me, though, was the first I noticed that was really doing those um, and doing them well. And then then that's where I saw, like, the, the Nika or Nico, whatever you call them. I'd go to, like, a, back when there were still, like, really DVD movie stores in the mall and shit. That's where I would see Suncoast, yeah. Suncoast, yes. Holy (laughs) fuck. The kids don't understand what the fuck Suncoast is. Oh, dude, that store was the best, man. Dude, if you wanted to go and get, like, badass fucking limited editions of, like, any horror movie you wanted, or uh, I would go there for music DVDs that you couldn't find anywhere, like docs and, you know, live concert DVDs and shit and toys. 
You know, now you got like your, what do you call that shit? Uh, I want to call it Y&T, but that's some shitty 80s metal band. Uh, <laughs> FYE, thank you. <laughs> yeah, are information. Oh, I think yeah. too. <laughs> no, no, they're they're still around. They're overpriced and uh, still around. Yeah, there's not really like a, a reason for them. Um, what do you think of uh, as I got behind me? These guys, the the pop figures. What's your opinion on that? I love them. I see the ash right there. I, I think they're really oh, cool. Yeah. I don't have many, but I do have my little. Oh yeah, there you go, the Warrior <laughs> Kale, Roddy Piper. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, they're like they're one of those things that when they first came out, I was like, you know how it is, man. It, as a as a collector or of any type of pop culture thing or anything, whether you're in the horror or music or or comics or any of that, it gets to be expensive as fuck, especially nowadays because it seems like everything we loved as kids, they make everything. I can go get a fucking pair of Evil Dead fucking underwear if I want or socks, yeah. you know, like. I can customize my whole fucking lifestyle around something that I love where it wasn't like that back in the day, you know, like, no, I had to go on eBay and pay like $65 for a VHS copy of uh return of the living dead when I was in like 10th grade. Like, I had to think, <laughs> no shit. I mean, 65 bucks to a, to a damn 15 year old is a lot of money. And I remember shelling it out and the, the VHS quality was shit, but I mean, that was all <laughs> you could get. And now it's like, I can go on the internet and find toys, t-shirts, mm. like, various versions of the dvd with with the director's commentary i mean it's it's insane man like it oh, yeah. used to be you couldn't find it because no one owned the rights to it for years and yeah now, yeah now people have gone through and picked up the rights on all this old shit that like we used to watch and- the third one i thought was very hard to find on dvd when i was a kid vhs they weren't so bad because we had a place called movie gallery mm-hmm. and dude i i i rented out the entire horror section i mean i was watching like from Return of Living Dead, of Faces of Death, you know, Evil Dead, all that shit, yeah. <laughs> right? It's real, everybody. Fuck off! The damn monkey getting boiled. Monkey brains. Monkey brains. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, shit like that. And I, dude, those were the times for me, though. Like, like it's summertime with your buddies, you know, fucking cruise around on your bikes, fucking doing delinquent ass, debaucherous shit. And getting horror movies and fucking steal a shit ton of comic books. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Just have good times, man. You know, collecting action figures and all that shit. But now the world is at your fingertips. You know, it's it's all fucking there. And I can't like reiterate that enough. How like how weird it is that it seems like nerds have taken over the world. You know, like yeah, every, everything that's pop culture and that's cool and and especially from the eighties and nineties. You know, from our generation is awesome it's gonna be weird to see in the next 20 years how that generation correlates with ours you know because to me it hasn't been like in the 2000s it's just kind of been shit decade after shit decade you know i mean there's some there's some shining beacons here and there but to yeah. me, it wasn't really like it was in like the 80s and 90s and maybe i'm dating myself well, and you don't like think a- they're gonna make jersey shore toys Oh God, dude! Jersey, fuck that! I'll take some Backstreet or not Backstreet, but new, <laughs> new Kids on the Block toys over that, you know. <laughs> I just you, you see a lot of that in in today's pop culture. A lot of our generation, um, 
I mean, dude, look at all the movies that are huge, like Transformers and G.I. Joe's and all that shit, the toys, the cartoons, everything's being remade um, from when we were kids. Fuck, dude, the Candyman's coming out. You know, like, I cannot believe they remade fucking Candyman. Tony Todd's still playing, though, right? Is that what from I heard? What I, from what I understand, he is. All right, they, well, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I'll, ta- you know, I'll take kinda, it. I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm hip to Jordan Peele's shit. You know, I think. I love how he's attached himself to horror, you know, like, yeah, uh, you think of Key and Peele, maybe like some extreme, you know, adult humor comedy and they're awesome for that. But to, you know, some of the shit he's done, he's knocked out of the park. Some of it's been like, and eh, maybe that's a little too like got race issues in it. And I just, I'm tired of seeing all that fucking shit because we got to move on. But, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, let's just all get along. Sorry, um, but I think he's a good mind for fucking horror, man. You know, I, yeah, I really yeah, do. No, he's definitely a fan. That's that's what makes him so good. Is that dude definitely is a fan and appreciates. And genre. look at uh, what's his name, Kenny Powers. Who's Kenny Powers? What's his name? Is real name? Danny McBride, dude, doing the Halloween series. And I heard he's wanting to do something else, remake some other fucking horror movies, like. It's cool when these cats get into that and they have that stroke and that influence in Hollywood. So you know it's, okay, we're going to remake this, but it's not going to be some some bullshit, you know? Like, there's been so much bullshit coming out. Um, much like in the fucking pro wrestling world, you know? Me and you have talked, WWE has been fucking garbage. They may have the, the best fucking roster in the world at the moment. Well, they don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do with it. it. It's like WCW at the tail end where they had like everybody signed, but they didn't they didn't do shit with them. You I know? mean, I don't know what fucking planet I'm living on when Real <laughs> Day is getting buried on a nightly basis. Oh. That just seems like goddamn insanity. <laughs> well, and to me too, it, it's very hurtful because like I, dude, I loved Lucha Underground. To me, it felt, and I think we talked about this, it felt like the second coming of like an ECW, dude. That is essentially what started the, these sculptures. Was mm-hmm. I was watching, um, I they put Lucha Underground on Netflix. Yeah. So I finally got to like watch it. And I mean, I watched like all 50 episodes of those first two seasons, like boom, 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 boom. I mean, it must take me two weeks. And um, that was when I was like, man, I, that Pentagon, like, Someone's got to sculpt that shit. He's just too cool. Like he's, he's got too cool for school, man. Like, and he got that vampiro rub too, dude. You couldn't like storyline wise. That's fucking dope, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about, motherfuckers yeah, out the there one. watching this shit. You need to commission this shit. You can get your own. Look at that sign too. But yeah, once I saw that, yeah, I had the same feeling. Like I think the first match I watched was uh, me and my um. My brother-in-law watched that Vampiro versus uh, Pentagon where they just yeah. beat the living shit out of each other. And it was like, wow, I haven't seen this kind of wrestling in like 15 years. Yeah, it was great, great. man. Vampiro came out looking like the dead Pope, almost like Papa from Ghost, you know? Like, oh, yeah. It, it was yeah, great. They, they had fucking, dude, they had everything. Light tubes, you had uh, fire. It was blood, brutality. It was, uh, dude. And it told a great story. And because of that, to me, like, that's launched. Lucha Underground, we've, we stress this plenty of times in various episodes, was a launching pad for many, many a superstar throughout various promotions. Now, yeah, um, every one of them signed now to somebody big. Almost every one of them. 
Um, except maybe Marty the Moth. Marty, we're still waiting on the interview. Um, Steve Elise somehow is still not signed, which makes yeah, well. that's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but ninety nine percent of them are, you know. But the Pentagon, that's where the character of Pentagon really that whole storyline, man. Wise, you couldn't write something better. The whole thing with the the master and the teacher and Vampiro, dude. Like, and when it played out and the payoff to that was better than anything you got in the fucking WWE in like the last decade. Bar yeah, none. Absolutely. Just in that one storyline. And then not only did lots of build up too. So yeah, dude. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it was fucking great. But that's what Lucha did for a lot of their talent. You know, and and they changed the business the way that we see the business now. I don't think there's okay, we have this fucking bullshit pandemic going on, right? WWE WrestleMania is happening with uh, no fans. There's a lot of shit happening with no fans, but then they, they record these movie-esque cinematic matches. They're, those matches, like the Undertaker match and the Firefly Funhouse, don't happen if there wasn't Lucha Underground, in my opinion. That Firefly Funhouse match I thought was fantastic. Oh, like, it's great. Dude, when John Cena is doing the curls, <laughs> and the cream always rises to the top. It reminds me of something from no. like Nightmare on Elm Street, dude. Like if like Freddy got a hold of him. He can't, yeah, he can't really get him his arms anymore. He's fucking screaming. And, you know, he's seen us, those veins popping out of everywhere. He's just yeah. like, ah! What they call him, like dying, man. Johnny Big Rod or something like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good, man. But yeah, you know what I'm definitely. saying? Like, that stuff wouldn't happen without Lucha Underground. You wouldn't have like final deletion and stuff in Impact without Lucha Underground. That cinematic presence, Lucha presented it first before anybody else. And they gave you this like new way to enjoy pro wrestling that was like, oh, wow, like this is more like a movie. And then when they cut to the action, it's like actual fucking intense in ring action, you know? And their, their little area, like their temple, I guess they called it. Yeah. The room that they wrestled in, dude, that yeah. environment was so cool. Like, it was so, it was dope. so like that atmosphere was so sick. Just like, I, I don't know what, how they just came out along the top of the stairs and came down. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't well, know. Well, it was, it, it was the thing. modern day 2300 arena, you know? Right. Yeah. It was like, it, exactly. It was just like the ECW arena. Did you, uh, so going back, I mean, you're obviously a huge ECW guy, and so am I, dude. I remember watching them, uh, up here um back in the day like in the what was it like early well i watched the very first pay-per-view that they ever did i I bought that fucking thing that was so cool i'll never forget that um and then going into tv in the late 90s we used to have man cow tv up here Mm -hmm. and uh it was like super late night on like upn or some fucking tv station would be uh ecw uh hardcore tv which you know, you can watch some of that on the network, WWE Network now. Um, I I just remember those nights, man. Like, at high school, um, fucking weekends, you know, like I said, Man Cow and then ECW right afterwards. And me and my buddies would get those catalogs, like, probably sent from, like, the Dudleys or Taz themselves, you know, because they right, were doing right, all that right. shit. And uh, being able to order the shirts from there. And it was very personal, dude. It, it, it felt like this fucking movement you know and it was rock dude that that whole yeah it was totally punk rock (laughs) totally man it was it was nirvana wiping away the fucking grunt or the the glam 80s bullshit hair rock scene you know it was it was intense 
And there was so much different shit going on. We had characters like New Jack and and who were who was very different from a character like Raven, who was very different from a character like Taz and Sabu and all this shit just played out. And one of the best fucking storylines probably ever in wrestling um, and feuds uh, that still somewhat carries on to this day is uh, Raven and Tommy Dreamer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it's so fucking awesome. Like, that, man, yeah. it, it, it's weird. It's like, every, I, I've been really reminiscing because, like, you know, there's the whole thing with the Last Dance documentary and the Chicago mm-hmm. Bulls of the 90s, which I was a huge mark for. And that, those were great times to live in. Um, uh, I I just wish there was something kind of like that with like ECW. I mean, we had, of course, we had the Rise and Fall DVD uh, back in the day, which then sparked the bullshit WWE CW. Um, but man, those those were fucking great times, man. And I, it, it's it's hard to sit back and think that we'll ever have something kind of like that again. You know, especially I mean, I still, now with this shit. Still to this day, I talk about. I always tell everybody, like, man. The, the if there's one match that I talk about in my entire life that I've seen live, it was seeing New Jack come out to the ring. He was tagging with Balls and Axel. The living <laughs> shit out of the Baldies, man. Like, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. New Jack came over and fist bumped me and my buddy, and like we had blood on our hands afterwards. We're like, fucking yeah! Fuck this yeah, is the dude. greatest thing I've ever seen. He's breaking keyboards on their heads. I think he had a natural new born killer like, just playing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the playing it. the whole time because I had never seen ECW. Period. I saw it live for the very first time. No shit. I had only seen it in magazines, and it came to the Asheville Civic Center, and I was like, I'm fucking going, man. I've seen that wild shit in the magazines, and I remember just being like, What in the hell's going on? I mean, we got thrown out because I brought a Chinese ex, uh, Chinese exchange student with me, and uh, a Chinese exchange student. You took him to an ECW show. Yeah, yeah, he thought it was awesome. But Tom, Tommy oh, he was Dreamer, probably why Tommy Dreamer was fighting Tajiri that night, and nice. uh, he started referring to him. Uh, you know, keep in mind this was like '98, so yeah. <laughs> he was throwing some slurs around. I'll just say that, and uh, okay, my buddy stands up on his chair and throws his coke at him. And uh, we ended up all getting thrown out of the fucking arena before the Sabu uh, Just Incredible main event. And I was so Oh, pissed. fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Security guards came over. They're like, y'all got to go. He threw something. I'm like, no, the fuck he didn't. And my buddy. My yeah, other friend, Atlas he's Security, like, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he definitely threw that Coke at Tommy Dreamer's head. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. They came around here uh at the Gary once uh, at the, what was it? The Genesis convention center, I believe. Their shows were wild, man. There, there's there to this day. I haven't been anything. You, you mentioned the pandemic, man. I just want to say, thank God for MLW right now. Yeah. yeah those yeah. guys must've recorded 9,000 fucking hours of footage. <laughs> well, dude, this cause bro, they're the only ones I'm watching every week right now. Yeah, yeah, they're they're. Good. I mean, Impact's been good too. It, it's been all right. I don't have um, I don't have a uh, regular cable, so like Impact, you gotta. Have, you get yourself a Fire Stick. I'm not uh, insinuating everything. We're on Twitch, if you watch it live. Oh, oh Twitch, shit. yeah. And I have it's, Amazon. I think you get one free Twitch channel, so I'll do that. No, you don't have to pay for it. It's no? free. No, dude, I got. Do you game at all? I'm great with technology. If you guys can't tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do I have wireless? 
uh, do you game at all? Xbox, oh, PlayStation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you just download the Twitch app and search the channel, Impact Wrestling. Um, when they come on, it, you just want, you don't have to fucking pay anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can just watch it live? Yeah. Oh, sweet, dude, because that's where... Uh... And then, and then you, you can with Ken Shamrock. I can't fucking believe it. Yeah, (laughs) then you cannot tweet about it with your flip phone. (laughs) (laughs) But no, there MLW. Yeah, man, dude, I've been to a few of their TV tapings. Whew, and they they are long, dude. They are long and treacherous, but they They it's worth it. Those those guys haven't ran out. I'm like, when is it going to stop coming out? Like every week, it's new footage. I'm like, they just keep going. I mean, I'm happy about it. Yeah, dude, it's they, they tape a lot of, of shit. Mance Warner. Oh yeah. Rears, dramatic pals. Dramatic pals. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. We see. Uh, we seen. What was it? Threatened. Um, who the fuck did Mance go against? Uh, no, I've seen him a bunch of times at MLW, but I thought he was at the G. No, was he at the GCW show? I don't think so. Yeah, he was. The, the BLP. Yeah, the GC. The, he 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 fought that dude at the broken. Oh, Gangrel, Gangrel. No, 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 no. Gangrel fought. Uh, Danhausen. I'm sorry, Mikey. We're fucking it up. Gangrel fought Danhausen. No, Gangrel fought Orange Cassidy. Yeah, that's right, Orange Cassidy. No, who's okay. that guy that also is just as hardcore as Manser, but he's got like a chip tooth? No, that's not. No, Nick Gage fought fucking Effie. Okay, you're right. You're right. And then I remember <laughs> I grabbed his bloody cock after that. Effie versus Nick Gage. Did I catch that correctly? Yes. Oh, dude. Oh, it, <laughs> it was, uh, dude, you you can, uh, we did a highlight video. There's some shit from it, man. Like, props to Effie hey, on that shit. Y'all dude, that so was lucky. brutal. You guys are out in wrestling Mecca in Chicago. Yeah, well, right now everybody's fucked because we ain't getting anything anywhere unless you go to Chicago or <laughs> Chicago, uh, shitty fucking Florida, where they're like, "Oh yeah, hey, hey, come do shows down here. We're gonna lost some fans and everybody gets sick and die. <laughs> <laughs> you hey. die. You go to hell. You die." God damn! At this point. I'm I'm willing to risk it to go to a wrestling show and watch that shit live. Right now. I don't know, bro. Because <laughs> I'll tell you this, dude. I would tell you this. Normally, I would feel you, man. Because a, trust me, I uh, not being able to play shows with my band or uh, go to wrestling shows and interact and do any of that shit, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. But I also do enjoy the fucking quality time I get with you know with the family. I fucking really love oh. that. Congratulations but, on the new baby, by the way. Thank you. I Last time I talked it. to you, that, that was still on the way. Oh yeah, he, he's yeah. he's here. He's fucking <laughs> awesome. he's fucking shit up right now. So yeah, <laughs> um, but it's goddamn, dude. It's like uh, I you can't go to these shows when you don't know what's gonna happen for one. Okay, and when we we're talking about that GCW show that we went to, the Black Label Pro GCW, we did a whole weekend where we went to All Out. We went to Warrior Wrestling, we went to GCW, and then during that week, dude, I don't know how many people we met and fucking interacted with and shook hands. I got so fucking sick, and I haven't been that sick in a long time. Dude, I was off of work for like three fucking days. I usually don't do that. I mean, I might you know, be one of those guys that's like, hey, I drank a little too much the night before and just say, fuck it, but I'm usually not that guy. you know. In three days, dude, it had me beat up feeling like, dog a split dog's dick man had me feeling that's, fucking horrible that's wild to hear because i feel like all of us pro wrestling fans are usually 
fairly clean people. You know you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't shower yesterday. I, I smelled my armpit and I couldn't stand myself. Uh, <laughs> As my girlfriend shaking her head. <laughs> right? Salut. <laughs> I remember going to a show uh, in the last year and uh, slowly realizing, kind of like the end of Usual Suspects, when you find out who the you know real bad guy is, just how <laughs> smelly everyone was. It was oh. like this weird, like, final take of a movie where I just kept turning my head and smelling like armpits and butts. I was like, <laughs> get out of here. Everybody fucking smells like an ass. Yeah. And not to uh, oh, yeah, kind of, not to put the blame fully on wrestling fans. I mean, even though you, most of you are a bunch of dirty bastards, clean yourselves up. <laughs> yeah. Wash um, your ass. Dude. I, like I said, dude, I've been doing the grindcore metal gig for many, many moons now. And, uh, they stink just as bad, and it's not just. <laughs> hey, hey, it ain't just the boys either. No, <laughs> oh, it's fucking bad, dude. No, it's fucking <laughs> I did want to add. So, right before all this stuff started, we were watching a lot of wrestling, and me in particular, because I'm because mm-hmm. I'm still new to everything, and there's so much to take in. And now's a good time to catch up on a lot of shit before it starts up again in a handful. <laughs> You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Lamont's. Um, and that being said, like the WWE network, IWTV, MLW on YouTube, um, on Twitch, uh, that, uh, impact channel, even if it's not live, they show old shows and it could be something anywhere between the last well, 10 years where they constantly are looping shows and, and you don't have to be in have such a impact plus, you know, people can yeah. check that out. I got to get on some of that. So yeah, there's, there's ways to watch this stuff where you could casually catch up without freaking out. You're like, shit, I miss this weekend. There were like eight shows. You know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like this this may all wind up being pretty good for the ind- independents, though, because they're gonna they're gonna be cranking up way before the big ones. I would imagine, right? Well, I think mean, so. You would think so, but it really depends. Like I know around here, like guys like Black Mikey at Black Label, like until something's concrete that like, hey, this shit can be controlled or. Um, <sighs> I don't even know if control is the right fucking word until this shit can be okay to some extent Mm -hmm. and to where they feel like talent and fans are not going to be put in potential danger. And the same goes for another one of our homies, Matt Nix at freelance wrestling. They're not going to do it, man. No, I think so. No, I I mean, well, I would just think like they can at least run a smaller show starting out. I mean, no one's packing an arena. I would think this year, like, or at least until, the fall like tops but i mean if you want to run a 200 300 person show that might be a possibility so this i don't know i'm just being optimistic because like i want the indies to do well like the big I, ones. yeah yeah you know i mean obviously it was exciting to see a AEW start up and it, it scares the shit out of me that all this happened now because the timing couldn't be any fucking worse right I mean, you know I, I don't know but, what their finances are but they've been consistent they though yeah, yeah, they've been consistent. They're signing, you know, I mean, they got Matt Hardy on a big money Matt contract. Uh, 
And, you know, with all these releases that WWE has uh, put out in the last week or two, I mean, it's the possibilities are endless, but it's still weird because, like you said, it's uh, what do you do? You know, I mean, that's with this shit going on, you know, nobody's really running. You know, MLW is living off on borrowed time on the tape library that seems to be infinite. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like they just never ends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you guys a question. If you had out of all those all those releases, Mm -hmm. if you had to pick one Mm -hmm. that you think breaks out and like indies becomes like the best thing that could have happened to them, because there's a handful of guys that got let go where it's like, dude, this is a lot. Uh, If if it wasn't right now because there's no wrestling at all. Yeah. If it wasn't right now, like who do you think is going to be the breakout guy? I know what you want to hear, and I'm going to go with EC3. <laughs> How'd you know that's what I want to hear? Because <laughs> I'm the juice. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely where the fuck I was going with it, too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think EC3 was money before he came in. They botched him hard, and I don't know. I don't even yeah, know what was- happened there. He pissed somebody. I heard he, like, got his name. He he like uh, got the rights to his whole his whole deal. Well, w- there was a thing with Impact um, when Matt Hardy initially left, and they fought it. And this is when Jarrett was still in the company, and he was trying to fight it, and they didn't want to give him the rights to like the final deletion, even though it was pretty much his baby. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you did it under the Impact uh, TNA GFW, wherever the fuck they were at the time. Banner, you know, it's ours. Um, it got real ugly, and they finally said, fuck it. Ed Nordholm, the head of uh, Anthem Sports and Entertainment, which is the parent company of Impact Wrestling, said, you know what, fuck it. From here on out, we're going to give Matt his shit, and not only are we going to do that, anybody who creates a character in Impact Wrestling is free to take that character elsewhere, So, which is awesome, and it's kind of unprecedented in the professional wrestling world because if you remember like back in the day, unless you were like a Hulk Hogan or Macho Man when they went jump ship from WWF to WCW, you'd have some booty ass name, you know, like Brutus yeah, Beefcake yeah. wasn't Brutus Beefcake in WCW. He was the booty man and the Zodiac or the shark. Zodiac, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it was crazy fucking shit, you know? So uh, it was something like that, you know? Um, and uh, so he got to take EC3 there, which was cool. It, it was weird. It was so in, to ever see WWE mention TNA or talk about them. And they've done many of things now on the, on the network. And uh, they've had working agreements where they say, Hey, check out impact plus this is where their footage came from, which they had to do because business wise, it makes sense when you, you know, 10 years ago, when you say, fuck you, we're never going to touch these guys again or sign any of this talent. And then fast forward 10 years and you got a lot of these guys and their Mm -hmm. talent, AJ styles being, you know, Bobby Roode, all the main guys, and you brought Kurt Angle back. A lot of those guys uh, spent so much time. Dude, Kurt Angle spent more fucking time in TNA than he ever did WWE. Right, yeah. You know, like, so they want some of that back catalog, some of that back footage to show um, for some of this shit. And they worked out and they did some business together, which is cool. I'm glad that they did, but it's still surreal in a way, you know. Um, And now we're seeing stuff... uh, but anyways, before I go forward, that's how EC3 was able to get his shit and go forward with that character. Um, and now he's cutting these promo videos that uh, yeah. 
and they're really he's got like this goatee and shit Super and intense, his head is shaved and he's like using all these big words and shit he's not he's kind of knocking mjf i would love to see mjf versus ec3 that would be a great story to be told um but you know there, there's plenty of opportunity out there for a lot of these guys some of these guys have already been elsewhere and it might behoove them to go back um Hence, uh, Machine Gun, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. Oh, those two will be fun. I'm not even Go worried. back, Bullet Carl Anderson, for life. he's from Asheville. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there yeah. you go. He's got Japanese, his hot Japanese wife, as he says. <laughs> um, yeah, those guys will be fun. I think I think it's probably the best thing that could happen to Zack Ryder, too, if I had to guess. Zack Ryder, you know, he may end up in AEW. Uh, but then you got Cody Rhodes saying that they're not going to sign everybody that leaves WWE, which is great. They shouldn't. Because all the smart marks out there are gonna fucking lash out on them, you know. And, you got nothing else to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. will suck on mom's teeth. I just don't understand how Rusev didn't get bigger. That guy rode oh. into WrestleMania on a fucking tank. Politics, man. <laughs> on a Politics. tank. And and he got separated from his wife, his legit wife, in the storyline, in some kind of uh, what do you call? He that got thing? cucked out by somebody. They did get <laughs> cucked out. <laughs> By Bobby Lashley, who, uh, if you guys go <laughs> follow us on Instagram, or which we now have a TikTok, I can't believe I got conned in the fucking getting, get one of those fucking things. hammered up his ass? Yes, you know about it. <laughs> Dude, I got it on our TikTok. It's in slow motion. It's like, <laughs> to my buddy Brad, he has a band called uh, The Pink Machines. It's just him doing all this shit. Um, <laughs> the song's called Play Rate Date, and it's Bobby Lashley like getting hammered in the ass. Yeah, by uh, yeah, I've never it, seen this before. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, so much weird shit going on out there in the wrestling world, but hey, some good shit going on. Uh, Impact Rebellion, your boy Willie Mack on that t shirt you're sporting, the new X Division champion. So, hell yeah, drink another light beer. But you do got uh you got Moose. What I was wanting to get into, Moose bringing uh, because this quarantine shit's really got everybody all dazed. Dazed and confused for so long is not true. Um, <laughs> Moose bringing the TNA World Heavyweight Championship to Rebellion to defend that against Hernandez and uh, Michael Elgin. And it was really weird, and now I'm seeing a lot Wait, of things. He like- didn't win it off of uh, Tessa. No, that- listen. He brought the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, not the Impact title. Oh, okay. I got you. So he's got the storyline where he's like, well, I've defeated your RVDs, your Rhinos, your Chase Stevens, all this shit. Um, and then I'm reading articles that, uh, you know, the network who Impact essentially owns a majority share in, um, in Access Television, which is also owned by Steve Harvey and uh, who's the guy from the Dallas Mavs, right? Shark, Shark Mark Cuban. Oh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. I just watched him in uh, <laughs> the coldest balls. It was really weird. Um, anyways, uh, they fuck. Um, they supposedly they were supposed to do a WrestleMania weekend thing where they brought back uh, as a nostalgia factor. They were going to do a TNA themed show. Um, because TNA has been dead. They were rebranded as Impact Wrestling. Yeah, I remember them um, posting that all over Twitter, like, we're going to do this thing, and they had the old graphics and everything. Yeah, yeah, and it was cool. Um, but obviously, the whole COVID-19 thing happened, um, and then they did a special on Access TV, which was kind of throwback, and they had some 
you know, mixed matches from current superstars, to old TNA guys. And they had, uh, they brought back David Penzer, which is fucking awesome. Old WCW announcer, mm-hmm. excuse me, who was with uh, TNA for a long time. And it's great to hear him. Dude, he's, he's one of those legendary guys. And uh, there's actually another guy I want to get to as far as announcing goes here in a second. Um, they brought him back and uh, they started doing all this stuff. And the, and the network loved the ratings. So now I'm seeing reports that I don't know if they're going to fully bring TNA back. It's kind of weird. I mean, I don't mind it, but it does look real tacky. That Like, hey, man, you can't fucking identify who you are. Yeah. You know, after so many years, you were GFW, your Impact, your TNA, your it, – it's – I get that where people want to talk shit about that because it is kind of weird. But maybe if they work out an angle where it's like TNA versus Impact and it comes to a head and Impact prevails and they unify the titles, it'd be it'd be an all right storyline, you know? Yeah. But um, what Moose is doing right now with it, I, I absolutely love, dude. Like, he's he's – it, you know, you're on Twitter and shit, man. Get on there and look at some of his tweets. Dude's fucking gold right now. He came oh, out uh, at Rebellion wearing garb like the fucking Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some dressed all funny. I was like, what? What's going on here? Yeah, I, dude. It's since Ring of Honor, though, man. I, I, I'm a big, yeah. big fan of Moose. Yeah, dude. It's fun to watch. Man. Like, I don't know. He's great. He's a hell of an athlete. He's probably one of the best guys I've seen transition from the NFL um, aside from Monty Brown. You know, I think those were like the two best. You know, you had Mongo McMichaels and uh, all, <laughs> all your other guys. That it was just like, eh, whatever. Um, you're- I just watched a video of him the other day in that six man tag where he's like, fucking, they're trying to whip Mongo across the ring. Did you watch that? Stumbling all over that? the goddamn place. Was that with the NWO and uh, I believe yeah, it was like it was like him and Ric Flair and somebody else going against the NWO. I think, and he, they're like trying to whip him. And he just, like, I mean, that dude doesn't know right from left. Like, he's just stumbling all over the fucking place. And then he just hits this dog shit spear. And I was like, how did this ever make it to TV? This guy. Dude, hey, 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 by the Bears, man. The Bears. Don't talk shit about the Bears now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he, he was horrible. Never was, a fan of that guy. His wife left him and went to Austin. And then he beat her. And, you know. Yeah. That's that story. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, uh, as far as anything going on lately in professional wrestling, not too much. You know, I'm kind of AEW. Everything's still firing on all cylinders. Like you said, MLW, I would agree, is probably the most exciting thing to watch right now. Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring is great. Like, every Um, one of those things has been so good. By the time you guys listen to this, uh, they will be talking about uh, the promoter from the UWF on this week's episode. I think it's called like cocaine and cowboy boots or something like that. Uh, uh, man, it's just that series has been an absolute pleasure pleasure to watch, and it's I can't. I, hopefully, they get, do. You can like get your wife to watch it and stuff, and like like my wife's oh, a yeah. fan of wrestling, but she'll sit down and watch those because they're like they make them so entertaining and interesting and cool and the shots. It's good. It, it's it's true crime wrestling. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's it's, exactly what it's it is. very appealing. Um, unfortunately, you know, I mean, actually it's a, it's a thing, a thing with me and my old lady before this shit happened, even still going into it. Like she sits down and is like, Hey, it's, it's Wednesday. Oh, oh shit. AEW's on. Like, that's her saying like, yeah, like we sit down and watch Like that's fucking cool. You know? And we used to do the same with NWA. Um, you know, I don't know what the fuck their program is like anymore. Oh, I know, man. I was so into that, dude. And then this happened and just, like, everything fell apart. Because, like, 
I told you, like, we're, we're friends with the Dawson brothers, so it made yeah. me happier than hell to see those guys on TV, like, getting some deals. Like, yes! And then <laughs> stupid fucking COVID. <laughs> yeah. Those damn dirty Dawsons. Um, hey, so real quick before we end here, um, Aaron, tell everybody where they can find you and uh, where they can commission your artwork, man. All right. Well, um, I'm going to try to get a website up here soon because I desperately need one. But like I was telling you before the show started, I, I've just recently been inundated with quite a few orders. So, um, But uh, right now, like most of the time, everyone just communicates with me through my, uh, my Twitter handle, which is at ScreamingBulls1. Should have been screaming bullseye, but they changed. Like right when I hit enter, they just changed the screaming bulls one. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> That's what happens but, when yeah. you get a flip phone. Yeah. No, no, I did it through my computer. It still went wrong. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So don't expect fast response, like super fast, because I respond when I get to a computer or like a tablet. But I do not have a smartphone right now because I'm just that guy. But um, but yeah. Uh, Twitter, I'm at Screaming Bulls One, and you can shoot me an instant. Just give me a follow, fire off an instant message. I'll, I I usually get back to you pretty quick. Uh, or Instagram, I think I'm just Screaming Bullseye on Instagram, and um and you can communicate through me or through there with me. And uh, either, either one of those works great. So I, I typically I check them pretty often. Try to get back to people if they they inquire about uh, getting any work done or or anything like that. But also just visit them, check out uh, my photos and stuff. I think I have every one of my, my uh, sculptures should be on both those platforms. I'm not 100%, but I'm going to get some real nice, nice, uh, nice pictures here soon with like a black backdrop, professional camera and stuff. That's, that's on the docket as well. It's just, I don't know, things have been kind of crazy lately, but I'm definitely, uh, yeah. I mean, I will sculpt anybody. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a wrestler. It can be Wayne from Letterkenny. It can be uh, <laughs> Wayne from Letterkenny. Yeah, too. <laughs> I gotta yeah get man. Anybody. I love the hockey guys. Uh, I was like, yeah, the boys. Who are those? Like, or what's his name? Shorts. Oh, uh, Riley. Riley and uh, Riley oh, and Shorzy. Jones. Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Riley. I was fucking Fuck your mom you. last night. <laughs> This shit's fucking awesome, dude. You gotta do the whole cast of Letter Kenny, man. Oh man, I'd, I'd love to, but like, I mean, I gotta finish finish Wayne for sure. I started that a while ago, and then started the it, rest, like got back that a, having to do wrestlers and stuff. Was that a? Did you say that Wayne was that a commission for somebody? Oh, hell no, that was just me having fun. Yeah, I oh, got right on. I went balls deep on that show, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" Like, how is everyone not talking about this show? Right, dude. I agree. We're doing a live show in uh greensboro which is right down the road from me and it got I've been around chicago man ass damn disease <laughs> yeah right did you yeah. have you seen lil kenny uh the cartoon yeah 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 i, li- I liked it okay um it was all I, just, right. I prefer the live action one because like in the show in the cartoon they just kind of chill they stand right there and like do their little one yeah they're one liners but they're cute little kids yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all good, man. I'm a fan of everything those guys do, so they oh, I'm man, not really anything wrong. They are up there as far as, like, shows that I'm pissed. You know, here's – in the age we live in, it sucks that we can binge shit. It's awesome, but it sucks because you'll watch it in the whole day, and then you'll be like, fuck, I got to wait a fucking year for this? So you know, yeah. come back out? Like, you know, I'm, uh, American Horror Story, we've been uh, – with my son, me and my old lady, 84? been – 
Oh, 84 was great, dude. It was I love so 84. good. I, I, I so on that show all the time. I, I sh- I'm a big person to shit on that, some of the seasons of that show. You shit? Really? <laughs> come on. Come on. But 84 was great, man. 84 I that was, was awesome. The, the finale, like all the violence, I mean, it just took me back to like the movies we were talking about earlier. I was like, okay, these guys yeah. can Like, this is perfect. Yeah, I'm excited to see where they go next, you know. And there it's that's the perks and some of the non perks though of having the like I mean with that show, you watch it every week and then it's over. But uh for those people who wait and you binge it, it's like almost even worse because it's like uh you watch it all right then and there and then you gotta wait a whole entire year for more of that. It's like, God damn it. Yeah, man, it makes you I mean, at least I feel like an entitled piece of shit now when I watch like shows where I have to go week by week, I'm like this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How dare you make me this wait? Was only for like three years ago, we used to watch every show like that, and now I'm like, this. Is, oh, I can't believe they expect me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> the motherfuckers, <laughs> Aaron. I, I thank you very much, man, for coming on the show. Uh, well, thanks for having me, blast. man. Yeah, anytime you want to come on, shoot the shit, dude. Doors always open, man. Um, you uh, usually too. I wanted to get this in. Uh, What's your turnaround like as far as like uh, your bus go real quick? Okay. So if like, if, if there's something that I have made that you're interested in, uh, contact me mm-hmm. depends on what it is. I can, some things I can replicate. Like if it was something I did for a commission, I can't replicate that for anybody. Cause someone right. say me. like a Pentagon, someone wants to hit you up for the Pentagon. Yeah. I could probably turn that around three, three, four weeks. I mean, I have a day job, so Right. I don't, this isn't my like my job. Job is something I enjoy do hobby that's turned into some some decent side money. So, but um, yeah, exactly. But we need uh, to make yeah. it rain, dude, on your parade. It's got to yeah. fuck that. Turn it into a full time job, guys. I'd be I'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah, get but, the uh, yeah. Like, turn around on a on a Pentagon would be like probably three to four weeks. So you get one month, you know. But uh, but if it's like from scratch. You're looking at more like uh, just to save myself the trouble, eight to ten weeks if I got to start from armature all the way through. Yeah, right. So you know, because like if I was to do Pentagon, I don't have to sculpt that again. It's done. I molded them, so I can. I, all I got to do is mix up some plastic, dump it in, sand it down, and paint it. So, but it's great. Yeah. And in turn, you guys get a finished piece of whatever you want, whether it's professional wrestling or even the fucking Predator which, dude, I would love to see a Predator by you. Uh, come on, bring the shit, as Max yeah. Cavalera would say. You know, uh, I mean, done by a guy. Order a Frank Dukes from Bloodsport, that would really make Oh, Frank <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, hey, man, you want to throw out some fucking Bolo Young, a Bolo Young fucking bus. Oh, me God. Yeah, dude. There's some way I could inflate it so he could bounce his titties. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> or, or like, he grabs the bandana. Maybe just uneven. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking shit about Bolo now. He's the greatest <laughs> to ever live. But, yeah, you guys order this shit. You can get it from a guy who was fucking trained by the best or at least shown the way, and he's forged <laughs> his own path. And, uh, Aaron, dude, always a pleasure to talk to you, brother. Um, I hope you fucking make it through this bullshit without, uh, you know, going too insane from – sticking inside and uh not really doing too much oh no dude I, you guys don't worry about me i'm a black belt and fucking being a shut-in so <laughs> i got plenty he's of sculpting a- i got plenty of sculpting to do so. yeah, he's the black recluse <laughs> <laughs> hey brother 
Uh, I really appreciate it, man. And for all you guys out there watching and listening, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, please make sure to check out Aaron and his products. Um, they're fucking amazing. It's, it's some of the coolest shit. Uh, I, I know a lot of you guys out there listening are in the same shit we are, whether it's wrestling, horror, fucking heavy metal. Um, we didn't really get a chance uh, to talk too much about your musical shit, but I know you're a huge Misfits fan and a metal yeah. fan. Um, so we'll tear into that shit next time because you will be back. Oh, yes, yeah, sometimes they come back, just like you guys come back every week, whether it's on YouTube at jpw.com or iTunes <laughs> or Spotify or any of that shit. You're always coming back because we got the juice. And until next time, we love you. We got to wet them up. Wet them up. Uh, wet them uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so fucking wet. And for Aaron and all the sculptures in his beautiful artwork, it gets me so fucking sensational. Yeah. You gonna do sex to me? Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.